and gentlemen, from the Associated Foundations Training Center aboard Battleship Iowa, in memory of Barry Hurley, it is the Scuttlebutt Podcast. I'm David Canfield. I'm the Vice President here, Chief Information Officer, filling in on the announcement for Jonathan, who has abandoned us from this. Uh, but he's joining us busy. is uh, the award winner. He's got a lot to do. He's a very important Shaking guy. Shaking hands, kissing babies. Whatever well, you do. Make Shaking it, right? babies, kissing hands. Is that yeah, exactly. Ooh, Hanging out with WWF people. I think, yeah. that's, I think that's illegal. Marianne is our producer. That's me. The ice queen. And uh, we got nuts and bolts over here. The yep. chief operating officer, Mike Getcher, and Chain. Kyle Abe, who keeps us uh, more or less on track. And we have a special guest, which I will let Mike introduce. So one of the cool things about Fleet Week, we've been doing it now off and on for the last four or five years, is landing aircraft. And this year we had the most, uh, the largest grouping of aircraft ever. And the Marines really stepped up and they brought in three. And the first one was an MV-22 Osprey, a rather impressive aircraft coming in early on Wednesday morning. And we have here the pilot, Tyler O'Connor from the Marine Corps. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, not at all. The, the aircraft came in. It's pretty amazing. If you see the footprint out there, uh, the Osprey nailed it. We had some marks on the, on the deck out there, as we call it. And right behind him was a Venom, if I'm correct, and also the Cobra. Uh, yep. And then uh, we dropped in a, an Army Blackhawk over uh, to the north a little bit, and also the uh, LAPD uh, AS-350. AS yeah, little Eurostar aircraft. It's the baby. It, it so, does. It looks like it's just trying to trying yeah. to hang with the big dogs. But the Osprey is an impressive aircraft and coming in. And think about this, too. You're actually landing within the confines of the Los Angeles Harbor. So there's some complicated airspace and all kinds of other uh, things we have to, to deal with. So I met Tyler what, three weeks ago, maybe? Yeah, we about three about? weeks. Yeah. And just making sure that we're on top of things. Uh, we have to lock down the footprint and have a lot of coordination. So... Yeah, and that, it's been cool. And I think, uh, Tyler, I really appreciate you coming down, and uh, your crew's been amazing here. And, of course, they stayed aboard the ship, too, which is kind of unique. We had just enough room for 16 personnel, and uh, I think they've had a good time. So that's what we want to hear about. Yeah, I, I can't say thank you enough for everything you guys have done for us. Uh, coming down this, this week has been a roller coaster, to be honest with you. It's been so much fun that we don't even know what to do with ourselves now. Uh, it's definitely been awesome seeing the city of LA come out and enjoy the battleship and come through the expo center. So again, we, we just really can't say thank you enough for having us down here. And with you guys, Mike, Dennis, the whole team that's been working with us, it, you guys are a dream to be honest with you. You make it so easy for us to do what we do for a living. So I am glad that Jonathan is not here. He doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> yeah. need any more compliments than that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I appreciate you know, those words. As I told you, you know, earlier this week, it's really a matter of the heart for us. You know, my son's a, a lieutenant in the Navy and we all have friends or neighbors or anything or just or, or children, children in, in the army. Or the David's Navy got too. his own little Navy. I do have my own Navy. My oldest three joined the Navy in June of last year, all at once. One, two, three, bang, bang, bang. So yeah. they're all enlisted. I have a, a ET and IT and a CT. So Navy always confuses me. So I, I, I couldn't. I, couldn't I was going to say I'm not sure I could rattle off the MOSs from uh, the the equivalent MOSs, but it's a cryptography tech and electronics tech and an information systems tech. Yeah. For us, it's usually numbers, but you yeah. ask what's your MOS, they just tell you what they do. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's fun. How long have you been flying? Uh, so I actually started flying when I was 16 years old. Oh, awesome. Um, I started taking flight lessons, and then I uh, went to college. I uh, went to Embry-Riddle in Daytona Beach. I uh, did uh, aeronautical science there. So I flew my entire time in, in college, and then I had a scholarship from the Marine Corps while I was going to college, so they were paying for everything, which was awesome. Um, and then joined the Marine Corps and been in the Marine Corps about nine years now, flying the Osprey for a little over six years. So it's it's been a while. 
It's fun. It's pretty yeah. interesting. What's it like to fly that? It is kind of an unnatural act to watch it come in and land. So. Yeah, it doesn't look like it should fly. It, <laughs> yeah, it definitely doesn't, but it is a dream to fly. Uh, the aircraft itself is absolutely phenomenal, whether it's an airplane or a helicopter. But the way I put it is it's a airplane that can land like a helicopter. So it's a little bit confusing when you start flying it. So I had been flying for seven years before I first got into it. The first time I hopped in the simulator, I was like, man, I don't know if I could fly this. This is incredible. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. But there's a different uh, surface for the Osprey. So usually in an aircraft, you have three control surfaces. The Osprey, you have four. Because you have wow. those big nacelles up there that you have to know what to do with. And that's what confuses a lot of people when you're first going through it. But once you get it, that thing is a dream to fly. Cool. Yeah. What's uh, What was the hardest thing to transition? Um realistically it was uh learning the helicopter aspect of it because i had been flying airplanes for forever so at that point i, I kind of knew what i was doing but getting the hovering down that took a, a little bit yeah that's crazy yeah I, i've actually had a, a a couple of helicopter flights and they, they actually let me try to hover once uh, <laughs> airport. and oh my god it, it, it's it's really uh what's the best analogy like trying to stand on top of a toothpick or something crazy and just a they, nutty analogy they yes. usually tell us it's like uh you're on a pogo stick that happens to be on top of a basketball oh yeah. my god so. yeah, it really yeah, that, is amazing that seems legit when i was trying my my brother-in-law was a crew chief on uh uh one and uh, the most frightening uh, sound that I've ever heard come across the headset was no left pedal, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, which uh, which meant he was uh, out out of the counter, and the aircraft began to just sort of I was just on a, turn, in so. a Bell forty seven yeah. out off the Chino Airport just for fun, and, and he says hey, let's try. You know, gave it to me a couple of times. It's like oh my god, I couldn't do it. I couldn't even touch it. Yeah, and that's the thing about the Osprey though is it's it could fly like a helicopter, but. Hovering this thing is so easy compared to actually flying a helicopter. So when we go through flight school, they put us in a uh, TH-57, a little Bell Jet Ranger. And hovering that thing for the first time is ungodly hard. Yeah. <laughs> you have It's like riding a buck and bronco. They give you one control surface at a time, whether it's the pedals, the cyclic, or the collective. And then eventually they're like, hey, man, you got it. And the next thing you know, you're going all over the place. And it's, it's a lot of fun, though. But for some reason, after about three flights of doing... The crazy bunky Bracco, eventually it's just super stable and you start to just figure it out. But this thing is a giant flying computer, so you put in power and come up into a hover. If you let go of the cyclic, the plane stops. It's, it's amazing. It knows what it's doing, knows where it's going. So I always tell people, do, do less. Yeah. Do wow. less and let the airplane fly. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. So getting back to fun this week, you've been all over the, the map. You've been to Long Beach. You've been over to... Uh, uh, in over here in Pedro quite a bit too. Yep. You know, what was the most fun you guys had? Oh man. Keep um, it clean. That's the family show. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, one of the most fun experiences we had was actually getting to go to the Top Gun premiere up in, uh, Hollywood. Ah. Very cool. Uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Was the it guy, good? Oh, it was so good. Highly recommend getting out and going to see that. Uh, phenomenal movie. They definitely do justice to the series. Nice. So they pay good. tribute to the original Top Gun right off the bat. And, I was very impressed on the production. It was it was amazing. That is good. That is good to hear. I, I'm always afraid in yeah. looking at a movie like that that part of my childhood is about to die. Yeah. Well, I had the discussion with some of my guys the other day. I, I wonder what this movie is going to do as far as like having an impact on this generation, mm-hmm. like Top Gun did for so many generations. Yeah. So just being so different now uh, in our culture and everything, I, I wonder if it's going to have the same recruiting tools as the uh, the old one did. 
Yeah. Yeah, as an enlisted guy and talking to my enlisted recruiter, he hated Top Gun because everybody wanted to come through the door and be a pilot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard so many funny stories about people just dressing up in uniforms to take advantage of that, too. Right. Oh, my <laughs> God. Exactly. That's really true. Yeah. But, uh, and you, you, I'm sure you just went out, and I'm sure there's a lot of hospitality provided to you guys, too. Oh, it's it's been amazing. So going out in San Pedro, we went down to Long Beach, all over L.A., Anywhere you go, when you go out there, it's everyone's thanking you for your service and trying to buy you drinks, and eventually you just run out of hands. <laughs> you really, you uh, you can't sit there and take anymore. So you're like, hey, please, just let me finish <laughs> what I got going on here before you buy me another one. But thank you so much for offering. So everyone has been amazing. This town is very very friendly to us and we we just can't say thank you enough for everything that everyone's been doing for us yeah, we appreciate you guys being here and certainly what you do yeah um down here on the expo too uh, as far as your experience you've had a lot of people here eleven thousand people a day plus you know just uh, just walking through has that been fun oh it's been awesome um the guys that i have with me are phenomenal people and anyone that comes up asking questions wants to take pictures we're always happy to be out there and do whatever they are asking for us and ask uh, or answer any questions that they have. So they're, it's surprising how much people actually know about the aircraft. But the one thing that all of us hate hearing is, I heard this thing crashes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Guys. Oh so we worked most of that out, I think. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the hard thing to explain because once something gets a bad rap, then it, it just sticks. And that's the thing with the Ospreys. It has for a while. So back in the early development phases, there was a couple of crashes that killed some people and then everyone just called it the widow maker from there but surprisingly this aircraft is the safest aircraft that we have in the united states marine corps and it is an awesome machine to fly and i cannot speak highly enough of this aircraft in general i mean it makes sense for it to have had <laughs> teething a, yeah yes, exactly yeah. it's it was a completely different concept than anything before yeah and, and that's the reason that a lot of the things happen in the beginning is it's a brand new airframe tilt rotor technology mm-hmm. it started back in the 50s um, really? but yeah, it's surprising that a wow. lot of people don't realize that. Um, but they didn't actually get like a fully developed aircraft until the early 90s or late eighties, early nineties when they actually came out with the V 22. So they didn't know some of the characteristics that happened with the aircraft. And that's eventually what happened where there was a couple of crashes that killed people, but mm-hmm. they did the same thing with the B two though. They had a flying mm-hmm. wing yeah. in the fifties, but until you got the computer, it was not flyable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was and that's a, that's, what was that one? The okay. Starfighter, the F one Oh four or something they used to say it fell out of the sky in Europe all the time. So. Yeah, they say that about a lot of them. I mean, the, the Phantom used to fly like a brick, pr- proving that if you put enough thrust behind yeah. something, it will fly even if it's a rock. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I've heard the analogy that if you put enough uh, thrust on a garbage can, it'll fly. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that'll, yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. What's yeah. next for you, Tyler? Is Not just this week, but uh, going forward in the Marine Corps. Uh, so going forward in the Marine Corps, I actually, so I come off active duty in December of this year, um, but I got lucky enough to pick up a active reserve spot. So I'm going to stay full time, but I'll be working for the reserves. Uh, I'm going down to the reserve squadron that's out of Miramar. So nice. I'll be working with those guys being one of the full-time pilots that's down there. Uh, it's a little bit different though, because a normal squadron, you have about 30 pilots out of there. On a daily basis down there, you have four of us. So wow, yeah, I did yeah. the transition to the reserve towards the end of my career, and it is um, it's a very different world. And uh, even if you're full time, you kind of have one foot in each world. Yeah, so, so it, it's definitely going to be an adventure, but I'm I'm excited to do it. So keeps me here in beautiful Southern California, and 
Yeah, you still get to fly that awesome machine that's out there. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. So we were going around our, our nicknames, uh, the Ice Queen oh, yes. and uh-huh. uh, Captain Roundup there next yeah. to you. He's Nuts and bolts. I told you we weren't going to get away without uh, without at least us asking what the call <laughs> sign is and if you had a, uh, a safe for publication story on how you might have gotten it. Family oh, show, man. family show. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about that one yet, to be honest with you. Uh, my call sign's Monique. Um, <laughs> right, we'll stop there. Yeah. It's, awesome. it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So I, had, uh, I worked for a uh, a pilot. His his um his call sign was Max, and I'm like Max. It's pretty simple. It's a pretty simple call sign. How'd you get it? He said I got it my first day of flight school. His uh, and I said so, Captain Idle. What was your call sign? He's like Max because I'm Max Idle. So, <laughs> so that's the funny thing about call signs, especially like watching the Top Gun series uh-huh. now that. Everyone thinks that pilots have these cool call signs like no. Maverick and Goose. And no. That's not how it works no, at all. No. No. no, no, no. My training officer when I was in the boat unit, his call sign was Bagel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, it, You get your call sign by either doing something stupid, uh-huh. uh, a play off your name, or something stupid happens to you. And all I could say is something stupid happened to me. So <laughs> that's, ah. that's how it uh, panned out. Yeah. No, I understand that. My call sign was... Um, Difficult to explain, so we'll yeah. just leave it at that. Oh, I thought a story was coming. I'm oh, so no. sad. Not, not one that we're going to put on the call. Not one that we're going to put on the podcast. Yeah, no. I, I can tell you guys after we're done in here talking. There so. you go. Kyle, what's your call sign? You can have a call sign. You have a nickname now, but what about call sign? I think I feel like it's not cool if I give myself a call sign. No, 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 no you can't give yourself a call sign. We got your back. We got your back. You kind of get assigned one. Yeah, and then you earn one. I guess I'm so removed from flying aircraft etc i'm just fascinated by the aircraft itself and for me as a civilian come from a family in every branch of the military um it's always just such a learning experience for me and going out there and watching families sit down and get in the the pilot seat is lay down on the ground and sit with one of the cool guns ask guys like what look at the howitzer in there it's really exciting for me because i get to experience that as well or i have experienced it in the past and so it, seeing all you guys out there being so accommodating because you get the same questions from every single person that walks up and it's it, it must oh, yeah. be tiring and so um, it, it's really fun for me to watch fleet week as a whole but watching you guys out there just interacting with the public and seeing how appreciative everyone here is that you're out there and 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 showing them a good time and they just want to learn and experience a piece of history um, as we like to put it here. So, yeah. So, uh, every day that I go out there really. So, um, when I was a kid, my dad was in the air force. He wasn't a, a pilot. He was a medic in the air force, but his dream was to always be a pilot, but he came from a really poor family and didn't have the opportunity to go to college. So he ended up being a medic. But when we were a kid, he was uh, stationed at McDill air force base. And every year they have, um, their air show. So he would take me and I would go and look at all these airplanes and talk to all the pilots. And I knew that since the time I was really like three or four years old, that's what I wanted to do because I would go to these air shows and talk to the pilots and they were always so friendly. They were always answer any single question that I had. So now I look back at that experience and that's why I do what I want to, or what I do on a daily basis is because I want to be able to give back that same experience to one of the guys that's out here. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. I've got that. I completely get that for a lot of years in tall ships. You get the same question over and over. I never minded answering them because, you know, somebody was curious and they wanted to know. 
you get to show off your ship, you get to show off your plane and somebody's interested and it's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And I always love the question though, is this thing fly? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we actually, drove, we we drove one here. Yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. took the five up, you know, <laughs> backed up traffic a little bit, but it was fine. It's no I got deal. that about a hundred foot tall ship one time. Did you guys bring that here on a truck? Yes, uh-huh. we did. Yep. Yep. You'll be surprised. We've been asked why we, why we have not taken a battleship to Iowa. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, wow. yeah. short on the concept. I have a question. Yeah. You're an Osprey pilot. Yep. What was your favorite plane growing up? My favorite plane growing up was the F-14 Tomcat. Nice. There yep. Yes. There you go. So I, I grew up and I, I wanted to be a fighter pilot when I grew up just like any other little kid after seeing Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came to the Marine Corps and I realized that, you know what? I love having a crew and the guys that I work with are the most important thing to me. The enlisted guys that are in the back. Those guys That's are totally my cool. life and yeah. I love them more than anything out there and flying with those guys on a daily basis is so much fun they are the funniest individuals you've ever seen in your life and perfect examples last night we were going out to one of the bars down here and we're in the cab and it was just comedy hour we had the uber driver literally crying laughing the entire time (laughs) (laughs) but they are absolute professionals at what they do and the respect that we have between pilots and crew chiefs in the back is something that i just i couldn't do without flying in an aircraft it is amazing working with these guys yeah do you get to stay together for a while um so we have uh like 30 pilots in our squadron and around 20 crew chiefs so uh on a daily basis you don't fly with the same person but after you've been there for so long i've been in the same squadron for almost six years now that you you fly with everybody and you get to know everyone's personality and the um relationships in the aviation side with enlisted crew and air crew is something very special because you always have your life in that person's hand so the trust is always there so you're always doing what you can to make sure that your relationship is professional but a good relationship for a working relationship with those guys so it's interesting you know my son was a jg when he was at the academy he um uh, ended up going through all the different communities. And he said the two that were favorite to him were submarines, which he's going into now. And the other one was the air crews. You know, the, he actually got some, some fly time. And both of those appealed to him because of the family feeling that he had mm-hmm. in those individual communities. So it was really kind of special for him. Yeah, it's awesome. And those, those guys are in charge of the aircraft just as much as I am. When I go out to the aircraft, they're the guys that have done maintenance on it. So I put my life in their hands every time I take it out to fly. And they have to trust me, too, because they worked on that thing. So they're getting in it with me, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I had another, uh, one kind of similar story out there yesterday. It was with uh, Major Fernandez from the Marines, of course. And it was really very heartwarming. He told me, he said, Mike, I'm retiring now after 21 years. And he was he's a Mustang. He was 10 years enlisted. Then he, he became an officer. But he said this is the first time in his life that his family could come out and see what he actually does. He, he actually allowed them, or they were able to come out and see them demode from a ship, load things in and out, cool. and display everything that they're doing to the public out here in the expo. And it was, it was pretty amazing. He said he just, he profoundly thankful, of course, to, to be able to do that. And that's really kind of cool to see. Yeah, he, he's an incredible human being. So Major Fernandez and I just got back from a deployment last year together. We were on ship for nine months together. And he is by far one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. But if you ask him some of the things that he's done, he is a true hero. That guy is an awesome human human being in general. And working with him on a daily basis, I just feel so lucky because one of the big things that he also said to us yesterday sitting in the aircraft is just remember that none of this is about you. 
it's about those guys and you pointed at my crew chiefs. Yeah. It's about the enlisted dudes out there because they're the bread and butter of the Marine Corps. Yeah. Yeah. They were our main effort and I could not speak highly enough of just that statement. I love those guys more than anything. I, I feel responsible for them on a daily basis and I love it. Yeah, that's very cool. It's yeah. all about the people. Yep. Yeah. We're Same in the people true. business. People don't realize that, but military is just like anything else. You're in the people business. Same thing is true here. here. And it took yeah. me a, a transition to do that too. I mean, we have 500 people that our emails go out to every week, you know, yeah. David and I. And, and uh, like yesterday, I just I couldn't think of anything practical to say at all. And just all I could say was how much I appreciated everybody because it really is that. That's what, what makes the ship run. Yeah. That's what makes all of us move. Yeah. Uh, nothing else really makes any, any it doesn't matter. Yeah. Whether, whether it's an aircraft or a ship, it's just a chunk of metal without the people that are inside it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And this place is pretty special. The, the volunteer time that we have is just, it's phenomenal. And to see this crew come together, what you don't know is that a lot of what's happening just literally right here is run by the volunteer crew of the Iowa. Yeah. And it really is amazing. So we were actually lucky enough to, uh, because you guys have us sleeping in the quarters right next to the door. There's a lot of guys that are a lot of traffic, <laughs> a lot of traffic that come in and out of there and they always all stop and talk to us and we ask them questions and, I was so surprised to learn that most of the people on this boat are volunteers. Yeah. And yeah. it's awesome because the work that you guys have done on this ship and how awesome that it is run, I couldn't speak highly enough. Of what 90% you guys do. volunteers. Yeah, so. we, have, yeah. we have, I think, something like 53 employees on the, on the books, uh, over half of which are part-time. Really? We, I think yeah. we have less than 30 full-time equivalents. We run yeah. the entire organization. So yeah. without our volunteers... We don't do anything. And looking wow. at the data, and I'm, I'm not just all driven by data because it's all about emotion too, but we do anywhere from 45,000 hours to 65,000 hours of volunteer time every year. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, it just it blows you away. Yeah, you know, that's absolutely incredible. Blessed. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, technically you guys are volunteers too. You're getting paid, <laughs> but you volunteered to do it. Yeah, we yeah. did sign a contract, so. <laughs> there you do. Yeah, yeah. that's cool yeah. stuff. It has those famous lines, the needs of the Navy will ultimately determine your final duty station and assignment. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But I tell all my guys this, too, is don't let them push you around. Because Absolutely. the only person that cares about you at the end of the day is you. So if you want to do something, go out and get it. You know, yeah, it's absolutely like true. And we'll yeah. uh, end it on this now. I'll get your, your feedback on that. I was telling my kids uh, who are now just graduating their tech schools and, and headed out to the fleet. Uh, the service, be it the Navy, the Corps, uh, Air Force, even the Space Force, right? Don't forget the uh, Army. I didn't forget the Army. I was gone there. Uh, it'll give back to you exactly what you give to it. It'll, if you give it a bad attitude and a bad time, it'll give it, it can always outdo you. If you give it the best you have, it'll give you the best back. Now... I'm not a recruiting poster. Sometimes the best is sleeping on a concrete floor in a room that you've shoveled dirt out of before you could find the floor. But it is the best that it has. It's the best yeah. times that you'll look back at and never want to do again. There you go. Yeah. That's exactly it. That is exactly it. I could say after doing this for so long now that I've been in some really crappy places, but you know what? I've been there with the best people I've ever met in my life. Absolutely. And that's yeah. what made it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Same thing true right. here. Yeah. So I guess uh, I guess that's probably close that's to a, a wrap. Great place uh, to any yeah. um, anybody want to add comments to or questions or awesome. give us suggestions? Send mm -hmm. it to podcast at labattleship.com or as I like to say, podcast at labattleship.com, a domain that I did not choose. <laughs> so, all right, so podcast at labattleship.com. Thanks a bunch for joining us. Yeah, really appreciate so much, it, and uh, come out and see us. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for being here.